This is Roy being tricky. He's being tricky now. Be careful, because anything you say from here on out may or may not be used. If you burp, if you burp or fart, though, that might stay in. <laughs> oh, aye, aye. I, I, I'm looking for the, I'm looking for the outtakes always. I've, I've found myself nosing a water at the bar, you know, just through habit, just through habit. Force a um, habit, and you find yourself doing yeah. it, and you think, "What the hell am I doing?" Like, still a sparkling. Yeah. Okay, myself down in three, two. Hello, Dram Welcome to today's podcast. My name's Gregor. I'll drop the McWee. I think we're getting pretty familiar now. I am otherwise known as Time for a Dram. Today, I'm joined by Roy, Julie, Ryan, and Andy. How are we all? Yeah, great. Fantastic. Good. Doing Good well. to see you. Good. Or, or here, or here, Julie, this is this is the podcast. They, they won't see. We don't see. <laughs> <laughs> Good to hear you all. Yeah, that's the story. <laughs> uh, nice, nice to welcome some new voices in uh, today's podcast. As has become something of a tradition, it's good to do a, a roundtable of, of what we're dramming. Again, no pressure if you don't want to dram. I'll maybe kick off. I'll, I'll work in reverse. Normally I go to you, Roy, but... Uh, I'm tired of going to you first. Um, Aye, me too. I'm tired of you coming to me first and all. Aye. Ryan, Ryan, what's in the glass? So I've been inspired by Doogie's review today on Dramface, and I've poured a Michter's small batch on blended American whiskey. So it's 41.7%, very approachable, really, really sweet. So Nice. You're not, uh, you're not suffering a cold as uh, one of our teammates goes to bourbon for. Yeah. You're, you're, you're going there for nope, the flavor. health, thankfully. The, the Michter's yeah, uh, flavor bomb. It's an American indeed. whiskey in it, but I noticed that you've tanned it. You've been drinking it. You've been enjoying it, or have you had it a while? <laughs> yeah, a bit of both. I've been through a few bottles, and the reason why is I opened this on a random. That is, I'd say random. It was a Christmas Eve a few years ago. I don't know about yourselves, but you know, my parents would have got me a lot of sweets for Christmas. So when I opened this, all I could smell was like yeah. apple Jolly Ranchers and that corn syrup sweetness. Yeah. And I don't know whether the occasion kind of drew me into the drama more, but I love it. You know, it's kind of got not too much complexity to it, nice and sweet, and just bags of that sugar corn syrup sweetness. I love it. It's not it's not easy for us in the UK to get hold of American whiskies and bourbon at a decent price, but that's quite fairly priced, isn't it? And when I seen it, you know, it's not one you see, would see regularly. You know, we're all kind of used to seeing Jack Daniels, maybe wild turkey variations, but you know, it was priced around fifty pounds sterling, which I found was quite reasonable. Um, had to snatch it up, so I'm glad. Ryan, Thanks. I love I love I love that you're. Uh... Your sweetie or candy reference was also American. Yeah. A Jolly Rancher. <laughs> yeah, very hard to buy as well these days. I just remember them being in local sweet shops growing up, but you know, I haven't seen them in about 20 years now you mention it. I love it. Uh, Michter's, for four, it's worth, it's actually, it's not much easier to get over here in the States. It's it's as much a fool's errand really? as, as many. C'est la vie. Wow. C'est la vie. Wow. Uh, Julie, what's, what's in the glass? I am drinking a little 21-year-old Glenburgie tonight. Nice. Which, yeah, very posh. 
Yeah, it's a single cask, single malt from Whiskey Trail, which is very corporate of me because it's work whiskey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I was just about to ask, right? <laughs> <laughs> a Glenburgie 21 isn't likely to be an official bottling, let's be honest. No. But uh, Whiskey Trail, what's that then? What's Whiskey Trail? Whiskey Trail is, um, is our export label um, at Elixir Distillers. And it's whiskey that, so we've got like kind of categories of things that we do. And Single Malts of Scotland is the one that we bottle lots of different distilleries under. And the kind of ethos behind it is that it's always going to be classic, what you would expect from that distillery. And Whiskey Trail is a little bit different. There are classic distillery characters among them as well, but we just get to kind of go all out and bottle loads of mad things under Whiskey Trail. And it's great. I absolutely love the label. This was... um, country and western posters that's cool oh nice uh, oh yeah i was going to ask was it a sample was it a sample or a bottle that you were it was uh, so it was tasting stock <laughs> okay <laughs> always researching julie always the professional always. Always. <laughs> i wonder if that whiskey trail shouldn't be off the trail if it's not so there you go. standard there you go yeah. Well, that was totally on brand. That's getting cut out. Sorry. <laughs> no, Julie asked you the question. Meant to that, be on brand. No, that no, that stays, that stays in. That's fine. It's, it's absolutely fine. Yeah. Well, it's, it's why I, that's why I hadn't heard the whiskey trail because it's an export brand, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm, export. You can get it through a top London retailer. That's the only place you can get it. And um, in Edinburgh as well, in the whiskey trail shop on Royal Mail. They get um, allocations of some of it on occasion, but um, now, now, yeah. now it is sounding like a sponsored ad. I know. Point sorry. Out, there are other whiskies and there are, there other, are other retails. Well, we no, no, no. I have, to, I have to, I have to be fair. To, I think that when she was referencing a top London retailer, she was actually talking about the whiskey exchange, right? <laughs> I was. So that is a remarkable. That's no. Listen, we don't. You, you can say anything you like, Julie. You're here, giving up your own time. <laughs> Andy, what's uh, what's in your glass, fella? Well. Um, I'm, I'm actually double fisting tonight, which is a, a phrase I didn't invent, I, w- I would like to add. In, in the one glass, in my tumbler, I have got the, uh, the Whiskey Works King of Trees uh, from uh, Greg Glass at White McCann. Nice. And then I've got an incredibly well-sherry-finished Strathmill 11-year-old from James Eady, which is, I'm pretty sure, more sherry than whiskey at this point, to be perfectly frank. <laughs> it is, it is it. darker than the, the, the blackest hole in the solar system. Very, very dark. Very, very sherry. It's just crazy. And when you're double so, fisting, are you jumping between the two or is one coming before the other? I'm, I'm tumbling first. So I'm starting off with the uh, with the King of Trees. It's a nice, light, fruity, vanilla-y, lovely, kind of spicy drum to get started. It's very sunny in Lancashire today. So it's, it's for me, it's a really, really nice one to kick off with. Yeah. Nice. Well, I, I love it. You know, it's the Scots and the Irish that get the name for being the drinkers, right? And the Englishman turns up with a <laughs> glass in each hand. <laughs> done. Superb. Uh, what about yourself, Mister Duff? What's in your hey, glass? I, I've actually got. I was at, I was away for the weekend. I was at the Limburg Festival, and I went to one of the tastings that I went to was the Hard Work in Adelphi tasting, and they had the cast strength there. Obviously, it's just been released, and uh, it was only the second or third time I'd approached it, and it just gets better and better every time, and it's a it's a peach. But I need to be quite careful with it because it's quite potent at fifty nine point seven percent. I was going to say, so Oof. you did manage to track one down. I know, I know, you were there was quite the uh, furor trying to find some. You got one, Scotty, uh, Dramfy Scotty sent a link to Good Spirits Company, 
I went on and ordered it online. It was really easy. It's just a pure timing thing. I've got a new game when it comes to bottle chasing. And now that I'm trying to suppress it, I track the links that get shared. You know, I, I'll check it every five minutes to see when it's gone from in stock to nail up bottle. <laughs> <Out of stock. laughs> I know it's remarkably fast. Sometimes you can't hit the link quick enough <laughs> to get the in stock, right? I'd be lying. I'd be lying if I said the time zone that I'm in doesn't uh, compress the problem. Uh, often the bar flies are sharing, um, and I'll click uh-huh. it, and it was gone. It was gone hours ago. Cell V. Yeah. Cell V. Andy, I noticed uh, a couple of different shapes of glass in your hand, and it's good because it was a topic we wanted to kind of float and and mm-hmm. talk to. Yeah. There was a great video put out by um, Phil. First Phil. First Phil. <laughs> Phil. <laughs> um. And he explored uh, glassware. I was curious to get the gang's thoughts on what type of glass do you reach for and, and why? And, and, you know, is there different modes of enjoyment that you're reaching for different glasses? I think, Andy, maybe because you've got two different glasses, maybe speak to those as a kickoff. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm sure I'll be, I'll be speaking to them quite a lot later, to be fair, um, if I carry on drinking at this rate. So, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I did a, a video myself recently about about glasses because it's it's not something that's covered too often, and there's so many out there nowadays. So many, like even before when I first started drinking whiskey, like Glencairn was the whiskey glass, do you know. But now you've got like different brands, you've got like different approaches and stuff. But for me, I mean, the, I know you guys at home listening to this can't see, but I've got a tumbler here, just like a, a Loch Lomond branded tumbler, and I've actually got a Bimber tasting glass ordinarily i think nine times out of ten for me at home when i'm drinking it it's probably a tumbler i just it's the first thing i reach for it's comfortable it's versatile if i smash it i'm not going to cry about it <laughs> when it comes to tasting glasses you know i mean yeah i've got a load of glen cairns you know you get get them for free with certain orders and things like that. if you go on tours you go away with them great glasses and stuff but i tend to buy personally for tasting i, I tend to buy catering packs from catering supply shops um, of, I think it's like six or seven ounce wine tasting glasses, which are just basically like little Capita glasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they work out at about a quid each. Considering I'm probably the clumsiest person in the Northern Hemisphere, it's all right because I can break them. It's like a Greek wedding in my house. It's just you know, the smashing <laughs> here, here, there and everywhere. But it's all right. And I think when I'm just sat down after after work or, or whatever, or like tonight, you know, I'm just sitting down enjoying something that I don't necessarily need to think about too much. A tumbler just does the job perfect for me. Yeah. So let me, let me get this right, Andy. Rather yeah. than do the, the dishes, uh, you get up, throw it into the fireplace and, and yes. walk and get another. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm on, I'm on first name terms with all IKEA staff in Ashland Line. <laughs> <laughs> they see me coming like back again, are we? Late night, was uh, it? But you are typically reaching for a tumbler more, more often than not. Yeah, and I then think what so. do you do you then switch mode when you're maybe trying a praise and, and sort of go into YouTube mode or mm. you know content mode? Yeah, de- definitely. Like I, I mean, I know I've, I've kind of again sort of said uh, the tumble has got the king of trees in, and, and the Strathmill is currently in in the tasting glass, and that's because I mean the Strathmill's kicking in at fifty eight and a half percent. So, you know, yeah, I'll probably still enjoy it in a tumbler, but for me, if I need to sit down and still analyse something, I still need to be able to have a piece of glass where I can pick something out of and spend my time with a little bit, whereas a tumbler is more of a, not saying I'm necking it or anything, don't get me wrong, but it's, it's you know, it's something that probably isn't going to be sat there for a couple of hours um, opening yeah. up and, you know, I can keep sticking my, my nose in. 
and, and on that subject as well, I've got to be careful about what glasses I buy because I've got quite a big nose and I can't get my nose in half of them. Like this little bimbo, yeah. it's very, very yeah. difficult. I knew we had to yeah. call the fire brigade once one of these because I did get stuck. <laughs> Which is why, why those tasting glasses I mentioned before are perfect because it's a wine glass. It's got a little bit, bit, bit more room in it. But yeah, no, definitely. When it, when it comes to picking something out or analysing something, yeah, I'll, I'll go for a tasting glass all day long, to be fair. You, you, might, be, you might be tapping into a new way of consuming it, uh, Andy, which is through the nostril. <laughs> Uh, never know. I'd like to say it's not been tried before, but I, I doubt it. Probably. <laughs> Julie, have you got have you got a, pre- a, a preferred weapon of choice when it comes to glassware? I do actually. I I now find it quite difficult drinking whiskey out of tumblers because I just even when it's something that I'm not necessarily going to study too much, I still like to be able to nose it. Um, I'm currently drinking out of a perfect measure glass criminally corporate of me again this is the elixir glass and uh, but I do like Glencairns as well at Glasgow's whiskey club we award or gift hosts with heavy cut glass crystal Glencairns and they're beautiful and they're so lovely to drink out of they're really nice mm-hmm. and weighty and um yeah, and I'm like that is too high up in the up in the shelf for me to get just now but yeah but either or Glencairns are perfect measures are my my glasses of choice and you don't go to a you don't go to a a more straight-sided because you you don't want to lose the nose is that fair yeah i'll yeah pretty much yeah i like to nose all whiskey and yeah i'd nose tea to be honest like i'd I'd do it (laughs) Uh, absentmindedly nose absolutely every liquid like but i've mentioned i've mentioned in the past i've caught myself you know now that whiskey's taken over my life and many others yeah. I've, I've found myself nosing a water <laughs> at the bar you know just through habit it just is. through habit it's force a um, habit and you find yourself doing yeah. it and you think what the hell am i doing like yeah, yeah. <laughs> i see I'm, I'm feeling a, a tap water challenge coming on to be honest well you know that we're always going to win don't you <laughs> right, I love that. Uh, Ryan, what's yeah? You've got you've you're you're on a Glencairn, is it? Glencairn for me yes. tonight, yeah, yeah. Nine times out of ten, I'm reaching for a Glencairn, even if it's just sitting down watching a movie with a Glencairn. I'll kind of want to see if there's any changes as I go through a bottle with the Glencairn. May not necessarily be focusing massively on nosing it and picking out kind of tasting notes, etc. But I'll just kind of study it a wee bit. You know, while I'm kind of paying attention to others or having a chat, the other times if I have a few beers at home or a few kind of Guinness and come home for a dram, I'll grab a tumbler, pour whatever's in the kind of cupboard and that will suit me. It's getting a bit warmer these days, hopefully. So tumbler, bit of ice, you know, this bourbon or American whiskey, sorry, will go nice with an orange round, maybe turn it into an old fashioned. So it's definitely getting to that, you know, mm. mixing season, I think, with the tumbler. In good contrast to the, or, or contrast to the Glencairn, uh, but backing you up, I think Roy, you're on a tumbler, right? Tonight? Well, I, I wanted, to, I wanted to show you something there, and I think it's a bit, a wee bit foolish of me, for two reasons. One is that nobody can see this; is the listening <laughs> they can only hear it. They'll have to be very descriptive. But the other thing is, is that um, I realised I've just poured a second Ardmorkin cast strength. And we're only yes. twenty minutes in or something, right? Anyway, um, if you look at this, the the Glencairn, that the, the, that's a decent pour in a Glencairn, right? Yeah. Yeah. But if you if you tip it into the tumbler here, as I do just now, yes, there's nothing in it. Yeah. yeah, it's literally just coating the base of the glass. So you do when you're drinking from a tumbler, you know, it's I think Ryan's spot on is that you 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 
you do maybe need to maybe want to think about maybe it's a diluted drink or something like that. If you are going to take a tumbler to the sofa just to be lazy, you do probably need to just keep a lid on it a bit because your tumbler will take you through whiskey much quicker. Yeah. And but see by just having the Glencairn or a stemmed glass or something in your hand, you do get into that habit of the swish and the nose and the t- it's that kind of mode of taking your time. But the reason I go for a tumbler fairly regularly at Lotley Candy is that you there's a work mode element to a stemmed glass or a Glencairn. You do kind of feel like you're analysed a wee bit. And sometimes you just want to watch telly. You just want to hang out with pals or whatever. I've got 60 Glencairns. If I've got folk round, it's usually the Glencairns that come out. But if I'm being a wee bit lazy, it's a tumbler. But that's mostly because... I can tilt my head back and drink with a tumbler. <laughs> Whereas a Glencairn, you've really got to tilt your head back. And a Copita's the same. And the blending glass that I use for reviews, you can't drink out of that easily. It's impossible to drink out of that Is thing the easily. Old, the old um, kind of bulb-shaped the, ones. Aye. Yeah. Yeah, they're it's, really it's, hard to drink out of. Uh, absolutely. I mean, they're amazing. If you've only got half a CL or one CL yeah. of liquid, yeah, you yeah. can get the most out of it, right? Put a wee cap on it, leave it for half an hour, come back, boom, you've got everything in the glass. But it's not a drinker's glass. No. It, it's it's called a blender's glass for a reason. You know, yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't do a taste in a blender's glass. Not because you, not only because you'd probably smash half of them just by looking at them the wrong way. That's how fragile they are. <laughs> so right? delicate, yeah. Uh, but it, you you know that's wonderful if you want to dig under. So it's all context. I think is all we're all agreeing on that. I think yeah. the yeah. glassware yeah. Um, and never ever. Uh, I was so I mentioned to somebody. I said I was on a video call recently, and it was the first time I was on a call with a guy. Uh, if he's listening, I apologise. Uh, <clears throat> I've not got I've not got permission to share this anecdote, but it's fine. And he was shocked. He said, "Oh, you're drinking at a tumbler," and I was like, "Aye." He said, "What are you drinking at a tumbler for?" I said, <laughs> "Because I'm I want to concentrate on talking to you, and if I drink out a stem glass or a Glencairn, I'm probably going to." end up in the whiskey and, and, and I'm just relaxing with you. And he was like, all right. And he just kind of pushed his capita out the scene. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I think context, right. But uh, I went with a tumbler tonight. I have to say, when you're talking about mixed drinks and um, Ryan, you were talking about making an old fashioned and things like that. I equally hate cocktails served in these glasses. Mm. I don't like getting an old fashioned in a Glencairn or in a, in a stemmed glass does that and it's happen the, yeah. it can be the oh same gosh. amount of well it does if you're at whiskey shows and things like that sometimes if there's cocktails on the go and they just pour it for you and i just yeah it doesn't sit right at all it's like having a cup of tea in a glass like it's Aye. just Aye. weird yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's true it's true and and you even judge like i'm i'm pretty guilty of when you go to a bar or whatever and, and you, you're going through this exchange of they're trying to figure out what type of drinker are you right they, when they is it neat is it this or that there is a little bit of me that's a snob that's like when they then know i'm drinking it neat and they give me it in a flat-sided low tumbler i'm yeah. a little bit like ah oh, because you, <laughs> you've you know I, I, I know um <laughs> a little bit a little bit i know um daniel from the whiskey tribe and and all that he's he's talked quite a lot about like trying to take he would take glasses to his local place and and like leave a bunch of Glencairns there free you know so that he could have one when he wanted but it's a bit extreme but yeah you can't help but judge a little bit I have to say I've got you've got you all have quite a lot of options of glassware is that fair to say 
Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think there's, there's there's definitely a lot for us out there. I want to keep the po- the podcast positive, but I'm curious: have you had any faux pas with glassware that you've tried, and and maybe why? Um, Julie's nod. Julie's nodding, so I'm going to direct to you first. Uh, I am, and see, this is uh, it's critical of a brand that I feel terrible for criticising, but I hate neat glasses. Yeah, uh, I just find them so difficult to drink out of. Uh, that you're talking about Glen Cairns, you've got to tip your head back. Like neat glasses, you've practically got to like line the floor. Line the floor. <laughs> yeah, like, to drink I think, out of them. I think with the neat glass, it can't decide what it is. It's like, are you a glass or are you a plate? Yeah. <laughs> like, which part of the dishwasher? Yeah, which part of the dishwasher do I put you in? I'll put you with the plates and the bowls. Or do I put you with the glasses? What is this? I never, I never, try, I can't think if I did try the Norlin glass as well. That's oh, the, the double walled. Kinda, it's like yeah, a, yeah, yeah, double walled glass, which was kind of strange because I think it was quite thick at the top. And again, that's like. Looks like yeah. a thermos flask, those. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. Yes. I, it was very Christmas tree decoration yeah. feeling about it, right? And yeah. it was odd to sip out of. And another, but the one that beats all of these. I mean, because all of these are intended to do something very technical. Yeah, they're intended to enhance the experience in some way. And as soon as they go to an extreme of enhancing one area of the enjoyment, they cancel out another part. That's the problem. Mm. Yeah. So say say what you you want about. I mean, Glen Cairn. Let's just be honest. Whether you like Glen Cairn or not, it is the perfect a hammer blow tool for any kind of whiskey situation. It's mm. not so bad that you can't drink out of it without tilt. T- it's the, the head tilt thing is fine. It's sturdy. It's not feminine. It's not masculine. You can throw it from a high height and they seem to be super, super as, as you've watched the whiskey tribe with the things that they've done with it and have stayed intact. I mean, the, the Glen Cairn is just that perfect sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I, I think what happens is that they get, they just end up getting a wee bit carried away and trying to be something very, very specific, and and I think they lose a wee bit of the, um, uh, uh, you know, all of these trying to reinvent the wheel. Smash. I do like, I like, I do like your criteria, Roy. That um, you're okay pivoting from the neck, but as soon as you have to move your uh, your waist to to ingest, that's, yeah, that's you're it. all you're done. The, the glassware yeah. is gone. Yeah, you don't want a glass that gives you a workout, do you? That's not what that's not what it's about. It's a young man's game. Yeah. That's right. And let's face it, the alternative is a straw. And you don't want to be soaking 60 odd percent ABV no. whiskey through a straw. So, no. People will talk about you. I don't care like about who's selling snobbery. That's not happening. That's, people will be right to talk about you drinking out of a straw. And then every time you turn up at a thing from then on in, you're no. You're, you're known as the, the straw guy. The straw guy. That's it. That's it. Next whiskey festival, neat glass and a straw. It's happening. Yeah. It's on. It's probably the only way I can drink it. You'll need to trim the work. straw right down so that it doesn't look ridiculous. No, the longer the better. Yeah. Well, no, e- right, even better. <laughs> what, I was going to say even better is if you you know because you get the lanyard around your your dram. Yeah. And then the straw there, you totally hands free. Hands free. Hands free. I have to say of of the glasses that I've I've dabbled and played around. The one I've, I've enjoyed the most, and, and it's it's a hybrid, actually. It's between a Tumblr and a Glencairn. It's, the only ones that I've found are always branded Glenlivet. It's just by the chance, but it's really wide-bottomed. Yeah. It's flat at the bottom, but nice thick on the bottom, and you hold the whole thing, and it, it's got all the niceties of a Glencairn, but the casual of a Tumblr, I think. Glencairn do, like, mixer tumblers, and I really like right. them as well. They're, if you're looking for a... The real, the real bonus was um, it fits 
the Aquavite coins perfectly, or the coins fit it perfectly, or other branded oh, coin to- like glass toppers. No, uh, there's loads out. of glassware. There's only one coin available. <laughs> uh, too I, good. I think. I think. I, I think. We, the, just like so many things in whiskey, it can be answered quite simply by context, right? And also just by not being too uptight about it, kind of going with what, you know, because Julie's talking about, you know, she still likes the ceremony of the smelling and things like that. I get that completely. Andy and I are lazy buggers, so we're looking for the the easy delivery mechanism on a couch, you know, Netflix and drink. (laughs) And and, and, um, But it's context and, and kind of not being, not telling people how they should drink. And if you do think that they're missing something, just a kind of light hand of encouragement rather than telling them. Unless it's a straw, Roy. I'm going to go back to this again. (laughs) (laughs) We found the boundary. Andy, Andy, you and I are turning up at the Glasgow Whiskey Festival (laughs) with a straw. We do. In our our Glen Cairn or whatever. But only only when Julie's about eight. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I I want you made to turn into the Straw Sisters or something. I I really really need a nickname. (laughs) You need to get matching T-shirts or hats or something. Uh, Just so that we can see you. But... The straw guy. <laughs> um, pivot slightly then. Uh, I, I mean, how how could I pivot there, Roy? Most glasses are circular. I wanted to discuss uh, whiskey in friendships circles. In friendship circles. Hang on, Is buddy. It... Do you know? Do you know what you've just reminded me of? What's when, that? when I when I talk too much, I talk myself out of my point. I was going to make there. Well, you're like Billy about... Connolly. You are the Billy Connolly of whiskey. I, I, but see, when it's only me that's talking, I manage to bring myself back on track. But when I've got to make room for other folk, that's a new skill for me to have to learn. But but when I was just about to rant, I was talking about, you know, the neat glass, the northern glass, they're all trying to do something. And it will connect to a lot of people. They will enjoy it, right? They're going to do their thing very well. The one thing that should not exist, and yet it does, is a square glass to drink anything <laughs> out of. Have you ever tried such an abomination? Something that will only sip out of certain orientations. And if you try it to do it in the opposite, if you try and sip out the, the square slab side of a square glass, all you do is basically coat your chest in liquid. I mean, who would, it's usually a JD branded thing, or it's, I've never seen any scotch with a square glass, but it's just, uh, just an awful idea. I would that like should... to apologise. I would like to apologise to all our Japanese listeners who drink sake out of um, square wooden <laughs> vessels. Uh, Roy is just speaking <laughs> from his point of view. Uh, yeah, I mean, if uh, any any square drinking vessel of anything is just that's only that's because of that's out of necessity. Surely, Harrison yeah, Ford would 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 uh, disagree with you in Blade Runner. Good point. Um, the the tumblers were square and twisted there. Were they not twisted though? Like, yes. So yeah, they're going. Their so delivery to, system so, will be different. You're right. So to add a, a bigger complication, <laughs> that's not drinking. That's a game. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the answer there is, Roy? A straw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a straw. And here we are back to straws. You see, it's the common sense approach. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. It's gone. It's gone full circle. And coming back to that segue, yeah. let's discuss. Let's discuss our, our friendship circles, our, our circle of friends, uh, whiskey, and what it's done to our social circle, our friend circle. I've got an opinion on it. I won't. I won't share that yet. But um, I was just curious. Yeah, how has whiskey influenced your your friendship? 
has it expanded it? Has it contracted it? Has it changed it in any way? And it's open to anyone that wants to chime in. Let's. I'm going to throw that back at you because the reason I'm putting it back at you is because you do, you tend to wait and go last and sometimes you don't go at all and we don't get your input on things. So you, I think it's, it's good to talk about you because we are, we've come at this from creating or contributing or being in the industry perhaps or something, whereas you've been consuming it on the outside, but you've, you've fallen down the whiskey rabbit hole. So I wonder how it's affected you. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Um, not to monologue. Um, I mean, the fact I'm here is, uh, you know, that's almost like Tarantino, right? It's at the end of the story. Um, I'm chatting with uh, four friends about a, a topic that you're passionate about. And it's new acquaintances is quite interesting. At 40 something years old, you do kind of think I've, I've got the group of friends that I'm going to have for, you know, this portion of my life. You don't really expect many new ones coming in. And I would say whiskey has probably changed that for me. And I've, I've kind of been put out of my comfort zone, shall we say, with, uh, with whiskey being the lubricant of that, whether it's a, 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 an event or a tasting or flying to Texas and being out of my comfort zone there for a, a whiskey event. Yeah, the, the kind of... The whiskey's drawn me into new places. I can't advise going to somebody's house that you don't know under the banner of whiskey. Definitely do it in a safe environment. There was nothing weird here, um, I should say. Aye. Um, yeah. Aye. I've started a story. I've probably got to go on with it. Yeah, um, I have to finish it. Yeah. So, yeah, all right. So I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a new town, in a new city, and I was kind of trying to find out where the whiskey scene was. It was through, I think it was through the tribe on Facebook, the whiskey tribe on Facebook. There was kind of a, de- a slow burning demand in Portland to like have a few people meet up. That was kind of what happened. And it was in a, it was a bizarre, I found myself in a bizarre reality where I was sat in my car outside somebody's house that I've never met before, going to meet, you know, to hang out with three or four other strange people, people I don't know. And I was properly out my comfort zone. I, like I text my wife and I was like, is you that know, a polite check. way of saying shiting yourself? <laughs> ah, honestly. Well, again, you I'm, know, I'm in America. I was just loving how this is starting. It sounds like the first sentence that, like, the defence reads out in court. <laughs> <laughs> I just happened to be outside someone's house. You know, I've never been there before in my life, Your Honour. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I just, I just had visions of me getting locked up in somebody's cellar under the banner of going to have a dram. You know, I should say it was all convivial, all lovely. It was a nice experience, but I don't know that I would do that to that extent i think it needs to be in a neutral ground i digress i think whiskey's opened up a side of me that didn't exist before that you try and find other like-minded people and yeah it's it's a magnetism and it's funny it's infiltrated so many different parts of my my social life as well so yes it's opening up new it's also infiltrated my existing friends and you know there was one friend in my group who gave up beer he said i'm done with beer I said, I'm only on whiskey now. Uh, he was probably the first of our group. But I went down the rab- the real passionate rabbit hole soon after yeah. him. And, and I just kept talking about it to my friends to the point that that's a group of eight of us. I think only two were really whiskey drinkers. Now we're all whiskey drinkers. It's probably what we talk about more than anything. And, you know, it's taken, us, it's taken the friendship in a whole other way. So it's definitely changed my social circle. Um 
for the better, I would say. You know, until the doctor says otherwise, definitely for the better. And it's expanded <laughs> it, and it's it's given it a new lease of life. So yeah, that was a bit of a monologue. Sorry, but so yeah, I'm curious then on uh, anyone else. How how's how's whiskey affected your guys's uh, friendships? I think uh, the people tend to stay away from me now that I talk about whiskey a bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, especially in work as well, um, like I was speaking with Roy earlier and looking back and reflecting, like I started my job about six years ago, working with some senior kind of software engineers as a, a kind of junior guy grad. And I was only getting into whiskey back then, um, starting off my journey, found out that one of the senior guys was into his whiskey big time. So kind of breached that subject of, oh, just picked up a bottle of Highland Park 12. Don't really like it it kind of throw it your way to kind of break down that barrier and he kind of gave me a few samples of Springbank 10 etc so that's kind of definitely been that lubricant as you say Gregor there to kind of spark up some conversations but uh yeah it's definitely been helping me out in my friendship groups then maybe not so much now well without without knowing you Ryan I was going to say is it was is that a positive or a negative that your friends are starting to not want to talk to you? It depends if you, if you know, it depends, you like it yeah, or not. on the context. It's like, right, we've got to get some work done. And I'm like, no, what about the art and American car strength? What about, you know, <laughs> sipping with a straw? If anyone tried it. <laughs> <laughs> but you would say it's, it's definitely had a positive effect on you. Yeah. And, and your friends. Even at that, it's having the confidence as well. Like I've been to a few whiskey festivals in Belfast and, I'm only now considering maybe going to Glasgow in November on my own, but I'm not on my own because, you know, I'll meet people yes. that I've kind of talked with online or been following for years. So it's broken down those barriers. I will have the confidence to say, you know, I, I know you from social media, you do great stuff, or I don't know you. What do you think of that dram? So it, it's, it's a massive lubricant, as you say, Gregor, it's a, it's a good word that you way. You have no chance of feeling lonely, Ryan, no chance. Yeah. It's, it'll be amazing, absolutely. One of your countrymen uh, came along to the Glasgow Whiskey Festival for the first time in uh, February, uh, Jim. Mm -hmm. And uh, he turned up on his own and he left saying, I will not uh, miss a Glasgow festival if, ever. If it's, He said, I'm already making plans for November to come back again. So it's, it's uh, you know, Julie puts on a good show. Let's be honest, Julie and the team, really, the Glasgow Whiskey Festival is excellent. But Julie, you'll be the first to admit that it's so much just about the folk. Oh, yeah. The whiskies are great yeah. to try, but it's the, the people getting together. Uh, yeah. Gregor, your like-minded people type thing there. It's just it's just a wonderful thing. Well, that's it. We were talking about Zoom tastings before we, we kind of started tonight. And the while it was a means to an end and it was brilliant and it kept everybody going and we were you know we were still getting together and we were still Aye. drinking whiskey together and we were still doing this i mean like roy our club like we we were doing that once a month we had the committee driving around everybody's houses dropping off sets of whiskey to everybody and and it was great but the difference in actually being at a whiskey festival or being at a whiskey tasting or whatever and being in person is just yeah it's been brilliant coming back to that and glasgow like so the for the first normally someone asked me about an hour into the first session are you are you all right like because i was so calm normally i'm <laughs> running about shouting at everybody and like you know uh. <laughs> furious at things and things aren't going <laughs> right and and I was just really calm and it was lovely. And I was like, this is, this is great. You know, we're back. It Aye. was just, yeah, 
what a difference. What a difference. Perspectives shifted. Yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 sure, sure. Yeah. Everybody knows my story. I'll try and keep it as compact as I can. But um, in 2010, I went to the uh, Isla Whiskey Festival for my, to celebrate my 40th. And I, I filled a minibus with all my pals and we went all across there together. There was no accommodation anywhere, so Bamore Hotel let us use their garden and we pitched our tents in their garden. It was just a terrific, terrific time at Fischiel. It's just an amazing thing. But if I look back to those photographs from 2010 is not that long ago. Come on, it's what, 11, 12 years ago. But there's a chunk of the, my friends that are no longer, um, they're, they're still in my life. We're still in touch, right? I'm not saying that they've disappeared, but I, I've there, maybe a year will pass or more and I'm not speaking to some of them. Divorce, relocation, um, just changes in, in kind of lifestyles, whatever it may be, the, the friendship just frag, friendships fragmented quite a bit and we moved away f- and we moved into Glasgow again and that took a toll and my wife's looking at me years later saying you're not happy you need folk because I, you know I've, I've always worked from home so the weekend came around and I, I would get together with people she said that's not happening you need to do something with the whiskey thing and that's what kicked off this whole thing and now I've got so many and I'm just not talking about acquaintances and people I've connected with through whiskey I'm talking about genuine friends that I share personal challenges with and things i think that i can only thank whiskey for that i'm sure that people can do it through fishing and golf and a multitude of other things but i wonder if it's got the same meaning as whiskey you know that this thing that kind of really is an emotive thing it's a, it's about a sensory experience it's about a shared experience you know no two people can catch the same fish at the same time they can't hit the same golf ball at the same time but they can drink the same dram and be at the same place and things. And it does, I think, make connections. Aye, aye. I've certainly, most of the friends I hang out with these days seem to be whiskey friends, I suppose. Yeah. Andy, maybe maybe, maybe pointing the question, pointing the, the topic to you, like, um, yeah, maybe a little bit. How's whiskey affected your friendships? Well, it, I suppose it depends how much whiskey I've drunk beforehand, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I was, I kind of, you know, I got into it in 2011, 12, set up the Manchester Whiskey Club because I was sick of drinking on my own, um, which sounds really sad when I say it back, but you know, I set that up, ran it, ran it for a few years. I, I, you know, met some great people, really enjoyed doing it, handed it over. But I think I've always been this, I've been a bit like a whiskey plague is probably how I describe myself to be honest, uh, which sounds really grim. I suppose it is. But wherever I go, I always try and get people into it. Uh-huh. Like, I'm just, you know, people at work, I've, I've worked various jobs, various companies and stuff. But I've always sort of been like, oh, have you ever tried, you know, have you ever been into whiskey and stuff? Oh, yeah, I tried it. So next morning, there's just these random urine-colored, like, bottles on the desk. <laughs> and several emails to HR later, it turns out, you know, after testing, it was actually whiskey. But, you know, I, I just feel like, you know, wherever I go, I'm constantly, like, sort of, trying to get people like like a witch trying to like tempt little children into the woods it's like come to my little whiskey realm and i'll be honest yeah there's some takers maybe not so much probably because i go in with that exact line in that exact voice but i think that the big the, probably one of the biggest areas outside of the, the whiskey club that i used to run where I've, where I've met people you know festivals and things yeah but social media is is a big part of my life which is kind of again a little bit sad to say but, you know, there's so much sort of interaction and, and common appreciation and empathy, if anything, on, on like places like Whiskey Twitter, 
you know, YouTube, Instagram to some extent. And I think it kind of goes back to this shared passion and the way that, you know, when I was a kid, I used to take the mick out of my dad, who's a plane spotter. He loves planes. And I'm like, what? You know, you've seen that a hundred times. Why does it matter? And he's like, yeah, but that's just what I like. I like going to the airport and smelling the, the engine fuel and stuff. And at the time I was like, all right, weird. <laughs> but but now I'm like, have you tried this whiskey? It smells like this and whatever else. And someone else will be like, oh, yeah, 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 I've tried that. Yeah, I kind of completely associate that with it. I just think it's it's a great varied hobby to get into. And it is, it is a hobby and it's very easy to get into. Anybody can walk into a shop and buy a bottle of whiskey. That sparks conversation. Do you like it? Do you not? Everybody's tastes are different. Everybody has the pet distilleries and whatever else. And you kind of go down the rabbit hole, don't you? Yeah. You know, I mean, when you start, you, you might start, you know, your introductory job might be Glenn Fiddick or, you know, Glenn Livett, one of the big guys or Johnny Walker or whatever. But then you end up like, again, this, this random 11-year-old Strathmill. If somebody said to me 12, 13 years ago, do you like Strathmill? I'm like, that's that's nice. What fresh hell is Strathmill? It's an ever-growing kind of community, I think. You know, it's, it's ever-expanding. It expands outside of social media to, to festivals like Julie's. You then put faces to names you you put yeah. names to tags hand you know handles or whatever you then see yeah. them in, in like roy's v pubs and stuff like that and it's like there is this real sort of intrinsic sense of connection and community all via this drink and it is a drink yeah. let's not forget that it's alcohol it's just it's, you know they're all alcohol factories at the end of the day but they do have this kind of emotive and very sort of like interwoven kind of reach do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I, I, wonder, I wonder if I wonder if you would describe yourself, you know, if, if one of the connections is the fact that we're all quite obsessive personalities. You know, is, would it be the case, Andy, that any t- topic that you would get into, Julie, that you would kind of get this passionate about it? Or do you think that whiskey's been different in that respect for you? I think for me, it's probably the most constant one. It's the one that I've I've kind of stuck with. <laughs> Yeah, you know we all we all have hobbies that have, you know you have fads and things. You know you do it for yeah, a couple of yeah. months or a couple of years or whatever. Whiskey's the one that's stuck, and that's the one that I enjoy the most. Still, it's, I'm never bored. I'm never bored yeah. about it. It's yeah. there's always something new to find. There's always someone new to speak to, or even if it's not something new to find, or not somebody new to speak to, it's still great. And Julie, you know, I don't I don't know what what you think about that, but that's that's for me. That's it's just can't get yeah. enough of it really. I think I think there are people that I'm friends with now in life that I would never in a million years have yeah. met if it wasn't for whiskey. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be friends with them. I wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't have crossed my radar. We're not into the same things in life, but apart from whiskey, and then that just clicks a, a little spark of friendship. And yeah, for me, it has grown my friendship circle exponentially over the years. And like that, when you're talking about, you know through social media and stuff like that i go to so i'm working at whiskey festivals and people will come up to me and they'll be like hi julie how are you doing and i'm like i don't know who you are like and they've seen me they've seen me on the v pub with roy and they're like oh i'm, I'm i watch i watch aquavite and like and i've seen you on the v pub you're like how do you think i know you then i don't like <laughs> you know as say it's the roy fan club I've managed to hook onto the back of that if people recognise me from. <laughs> but, um, nice. 
nice that you think about it because the Roy fan club basically exists on me who can into folk like you. <laughs> <laughs> it's when we start handing over the photos of Roy for you to sign when it gets a little bit worse. <laughs> That's yeah. it. When I stamped a dressed envelope to see if I can send it back to you. But, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny listening listening to everyone, there's there's a few there's quite a few commonalities of which type of whiskey friend we have been. It sounds like a, there's a, a fair amount of us have been the ones to bring it or introduce it and be the one that's sharing. Is that, Julie, yeah. were you always the first person to be bringing, yeah. you know, generally whiskey to the to the fore? Um, yeah, none of my pals drink whiskey. So my pals that have been my pals for a million years don't drink whiskey. None of my pals drink whiskey. All my whiskey pals drink whiskey, but my, you know, my girlfriends from school and things uh-huh. like that, they, they don't. And I had to make a conscious split and and go and find other people, you know, like to do that with. And um, we started, so my friend's husband started Glasgow's Whiskey Club. Well, their daughter is 18 this year and we started it, we reckon, before she was born. And wow. he he spoke to me at the time and said, "There's nothing like this in Glasgow. Like we should do. How do you fancy doing that?" And we we did, and there was about eight of us started it. And now the club's been going all these years, and it's it's brilliant. And there's people who are genuinely like there's people that I'm friends with in the whiskey club, and their wains call me Auntie Julie. You know, like it's, <laughs> it's, they are actually my pals. You know, it's yeah. So and then also growing and through being into whiskey and it being my hobby I managed to segue into turning it into my job as well and that's through who I knew and friends I had etc you know like and it and it comes from there so which was never the plan right you it was purely a passion it was a yeah that's where it started and and see to be honest like at the start like I've always really loved whiskey but it was never I was never the way I am about it now I wasn't like that at the start and you then hear yourself years ago when my my friend's little boy was born we were wetting the baby's head in the pub and I had double booked myself so I was doing a work night out as well as this and I took my pal from work with me and we were in the Bonacord and she had just glazed over and I said to the UK and she was like oh my god you are all so boring all you talk about (laughs) is whiskey and I was like I don't think we do and I looked at everybody else and we were like, oh, God, I actually, that is, that is what we've talked about for the past two hours. But, you know, it's a common right. interest. So it's, yeah. And I, and I think that that's, that's you need you need that to be the case. If you've got this really quite disparate group of folk all coming together, for, as you say, Julie, all walks of life, people that you would otherwise had no business ever even yeah. been introduced to that you become to know quite well. But you have this really disparate group. Well, if, what else are you going to talk about in order to keep everyone engaged? It has to be the thing that's brought you together. Yeah. And then obviously, as you make individual closer friendships and things, you can start to go off piste and find out a wee bit more. But you're absolutely right. Um, I I was I was at a dinner, right? You know, one of these awkward dinners where you kind of, the, because the kids have friends at school now and you meet the parents, that kind of thing, right? <laughs> I had a dinner and they're all chatting away and these are all professionals, right? They're all professional folk. So we're all chatting away, chatting away and then some, somebody just turned around and said, oh, Roy, what is, what is it that you do? I mean, I was remarkably quiet for a change, which is odd for me, right? And I just and, and, and I just, I just went with it for the first time in my life. This is November last year. You know, there's this silence hanging around the table, you know, five or six adults sitting there and I just went, I'm a YouTuber. 
<laughs> just the face. What? They just there was like this big intake of breath, and they're like, "What?" And 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 then then you talk about you know what how whiskey has not only defined friendships as we're talking about here. It's, it starts through that. It defines a a path in a really bizarre way, yeah. and then you find yourself in your fifties telling <laughs> telling folk that. Hi, I'm a YouTuber, and uh, and the rest of the conversation the whole night there was a wee bit of whiskey in it involved, but the re- it was all about the YouTube thing. They all wanted to know how does that work? How does that work? You'd explain <laughs> how it, and then it possibly work. I know, and then you'd explain <laughs> it to them, and then they'd go right, okay, I get that. How does that work though? <laughs> like, it's just because it's such a, a modern concept, and I so that was funny. The first time I ever outwardly admitted that that's what I do for a living was very recently and it's all thanks to whiskey and the connections right, that it's made there's definitely i think there's money to be made in whiskey in terms of making it a career like yeah. julie as you said you've made it into your career from a, a hobby and gregor just as you're explaining meeting up with a friend for the first time to drink whiskey i think there's maybe an app in there the market could fill a void you know we'll not call it grinder it's like fermenting. You know, you put up your location <laughs> and say i'm here yeah I'm here. I've got whiskey. You know, have whiskey. You have whiskey. Will party. <laughs> you can find out yeah. who's drumming within a two-mile radius. Hashtag bring a straw. <laughs> I like the preferences. Yeah, exactly. so, you know, are you a peaty? Are you sherry? <laughs> you know, swipe, all of that. Swipe, swipe, swipe. swipe, swipe. <laughs> now we're, yep, we're feature building here. Oh, I mean, it's, there's a, there, there is an app there about, uh, you, we joke, but there is a, definitely a, an app for you to be paired with your next whiskey, right? Like, is there really? I think there's, no, yeah. uh, as an idea. Oh, right, as an idea. I, I, think, oh, right. I, think Wait, there's, really? I was, was going to say, how is it hard to get it? Does it just turn up? It's looking up. No. Like, well, yeah. I think there is an idea there, though. There you go. Write that down, Roy. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm writing down it. lots of things because I realised that, um, <laughs> When I went, I've got a, I am a distillery ready, but I can't find it. So I'm, oh, I'm is that it's, what you're it's, doing? It's weeks old. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm, I'm doing the exact same distillery. At least I'm keeping it the same distillery, but I'm having to rewrite the bloody thing again. <laughs> just, just going back to the app idea, can, can we just have a show of hands and not call it Fermenter? Because I just feel just it's a little bit. I feel like I need a shower, to be honest, yeah. after hearing that. There's no bad idea. No bad idea in a brainstorming session. Well, no, Ryan, clearly there are. Well, well I was yep. just about well, to Roy say. Roy on could... OnlyFans was one. <laughs> right, I'm going to. I better cancel my, my subscription to Roy's OnlyFans now. Just thanks for shaming me there. Appreciate it. Roy, um, Roy, just, just for everyone listening, Roy, and nobody I am aware of on YouTube has an OnlyFans. Can we just get that clear? I, I wouldn't be surprised oh. if one or two of them did. But hey, I, I was just about to suggest that we call the app Distiller, only to remind myself that there is an app called Distiller. Yeah. But but I don't think it's got much to do with dating. Does, does Whiskey Base not work, work as a wee bit of a whiskey dating site? You know, there's lots of... Whiskey Base is like the LinkedIn of whiskey, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I, I went went into... a dating site though. Yeah. Well, started, maybe I've been I... doing a, maybe I've been doing the wrong thing on it, but like. <laughs> well, here's, here's, can we get sliding CDNs. Get... <laughs> Let's get a, sh- get a show of hands. <laughs> have a show. Have a show of hands. Uh, show, show of hands. Who uses any apps for their whiskey passions? Is it in any format? That's Andy, whiskey base. Andy's, yeah. 
but and the whiskey base. But I would say that so the pub that we drink in has got the the all the whiskeys on an app. Ah, okay. Bon bon accord, yeah. Bon accord. Yeah. Sorry, I feel like I'm I'm on that I'm not supposed the BBC. to be <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm like being no. really vague. It's the pub uh, that we drink it. Right, yeah, Bon Accord. Bon got an app. He's got an app for all his uh, whiskeys behind the bar. Which kinda cuts down that how much is that, how much is that, how much is that that people have to go through I when know, they're know. you know, when they're terrified of the five thousand pound a nip whiskey that he's got behind the bar. Do you remember the old days of the pot still, though, Julie, when they had the, the 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 coloured stickers that you could actually see? Yeah, that's right. Why did they ever ditch that? I wonder I why they, that changed. Some because... people are colour blind, Roy, and that would be well. Frank Murphy's colour blind, to be fair, so that's maybe why they don't do that. Well, that that, that in itself is a good enough reason, right? Because he'd be losing money hand over fist if he was in charge of putting the colours on the balls. <laughs> he'd need to write notes on them, and yeah. he'd either be losing money or gaining money. I mean, <laughs> Rosebank 1979, £2.50, sign me up. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Malt of the month. <laughs> Rosebank. Yeah, malt of the month. <laughs> so you, do you have, Roy, have you got I Am A Distillery Ready? I feel like... I, I, feel I do like now. Be... I do now. How are we doing for time? But it's pretty good time, isn't it? I would say so. Aye, right. Is that. everyone familiar with is everyone familiar with I am a distillery? No, I don't know my I am a distillery, no. Right, so it's dead easy. You've only got one chance, right? You've <laughs> got one chance and it's about when you you have to hold your water until you're sure. When you or, play your hand, right? Okay. You put, play your hand and if you go too early, you could be kicking yourself. Okay. Or you can try and snipe it by going early. And then you've you've kind of bagged it, right? You'd, even though the more obvious questions start, to, or the more obvious facts start to be revealed, you know you're right. So it's a question of only one person can win it. So if you hold on to your water too long and somebody nicks it from you, you've missed the bus, right? So it's all about okay. timing. At no point will I reveal to you what the distillery is until you've heard all ten facts. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to read out ten facts from the most obscure to the most obvious. And at some point, you just have to blurt out what you think the distillery is. And this is for a speedboat? Absolutely. Right. You, get a, you get a speedboat delivered okay. to your house. <laughs> Roy, special prize. <laughs> the best the best on that one, I remember hearing about um, like game show or these call-in things, and you could win a, a home entertainment system. <laughs> and what turned up was a pack of cards. <laughs> so let's say let's say you're playing for a home entertainment system and a straw might arrive. <laughs> yeah. uh, the latest whiskey accessory. Yep. A straw. A Don't straw breach the IP. Yeah. The IP is just the patents are in there. They're already yeah. lined up. So obviously the idea is that people yeah. listening to this after the event get a chance to play along as well. So that's why we just can we can all answer. And I'll tell you if anybody's got it right or who got it right afterwards. But uh, we only get one go. You only get one go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The the trick is to 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 say it phonetically so it could skew either way as to what you say. Glenn. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then whoever wins, whoever wins today can either uh, choose to do one next week or nominate someone. I I because I took full advantage of the fact that we're not recording the video. And it, I did some kind of mad, kind of dad dance and fist pumping <laughs> thing, and when I'd won it. Oh, uh, anyway, anyway, okay, let's go. First fact: I am a distillery. 
No snipers? No. Second fact, I make peated and unpeated malt. Next. <laughs> I am built close to the ruins of a previous distillery of the same name. The geeks are going to be, they're just going to nail this, right? <laughs> Next. I was built this century. Next. I occasionally utilize X Isla casks for maturation. Oh. Go on, Julie. Go on, Julie. Is this Tobermory Distillery? I'll let you know at the end. <laughs> okay. Julie's put her bed in. Mm -hmm. Julie's saying Tobermory. I released a Ukrainian humanitarian appeal fundraiser bottle. Oh, Julie, if we can see that, if we can see that. Our heads and our hands. Andy's pumping the air. Andy's can he hold his water. Go for it, Andy. Is it Wolfburn? Andy's put his bid in with Wolfburn. I'm putting my chips on Wolfburn too. Right, okay. But you can, eh? Yeah, Wolfburn. <laughs> oh, you only get Andy, the first. <laughs> All right. Right. My inaugural release was in 2016. Aye, that's about right. I am a Northern Highlander. Aye, that's, that sounds about right. My releases include Morven, Northland, and Langskip. Let's see the dance. Oh, air guitar. Air guitar, air guitar. celebrations from Andy. I am currently... And a funky chicken. I am currently the most northern distillery in production. Can anybody tell me who's going to take that away from them this year? The most northerly mainland, should I should say, distillery in production. Eight doors. Eight Doors, yeah, right, absolutely spot on. Eight Doors will, will be just a wee bit north of Wolfburn. So there you go. The old Pulteney had it nicked from them. Wolfburn only kept it for about eight years, and somebody else is going to come along and nick it. Has anybody tried the recent Wolfburns? They're terrific. Yeah. What a difference. I mean, when Wolfburn first came out, it was young raw spirit. <clears throat> it was at a time we weren't used to the young raw spirits, I think. And now we're yeah. getting them 10 a penny. There's lots of young raw spirits out there at the minute, but the newer Wolfburns are showing their maturity now. What a difference. Quite a difference. I do, I do seem to recall you not being so impressed when it first came out. I think there was That's a slamber right. for it. Um, right. yeah. yeah. But but like you say, there wasn't anything young kicking around when they first started putting it out. Yeah, I mean, it was difficult. There, there weren't many new raw spirits out there, you know, um, and it was, I, I remember the first one I tried was a Morven. I, I thought it was okay. I thought it was fine. I never went back again. I, I tried a couple since. But the recent, uh, I managed to pick up one of the Ukrainian ones. And I've picked up um, recent, just anything from Wilford recently. I thought, I'm glad to have that. And they're not suffering from the stupid pricing. So I think that it's when we need to celebrate that. Because what are they doing? They're bringing it out all, you know, exactly as the geeks want it. Presented at 46%, non-chill filter, whatever it is, natural colour. Exactly what we're asking for. The prices are fair. Just because they were ahead of the curve, I think they've missed a lot of that excitement train, right? Uh, Glasgow Distillery as well. What a, what a difference in Glasgow recently. And now that they've started to put it in these 70 CL bottles as well, mm. we can suddenly start to yeah. 
keeping the price the same as well. Well done. That's a blinder. I hope they're still mm. able to make a profit, and because that's that's exactly what we've been asking for again. And uh, again, it's something that's getting better and better all the time. I just think Wolfburn in the next year or two could put out a ten-year-old whiskey. I know it's mad, isn't it? That's mad. Crazy. Ardnamurchan, Glasgow Distillery's not far off. All these distilleries out there that could theoretically put out a 10-year-old age statement. And then what does that do to the incumbent 10-year-olds out there? Okay, Springbank's not going to, they're not going to lose any sleep, right? They're, um, But, you know, there's so many out there. It's just going to redefine the 10-year-old age statement if they choose to go in that way, I think. Andy, I don't know. I don't know if Roy swiftly moved off the game to, to show that somebody to avoid saying guess, congratulations. Guess, but Andy, congratulations! <laughs> Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, I've trained you... for this for for many years. Um, <laughs> blood, sweat, tears, mainly the latter, to be honest. Yeah, straws. Andy, <laughs> several straws. Uh, at least three. It's good you had a speech prepared as well. I know. Thanks. I, know. I, was, I was that. I was that confident, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> Almost as impressive as the dance moves. Uh, Andy, your your prize is a straw from Mr. Duff. Uh, and also yes. the bonus of either creating an I Am A Distillery for next week's podcast or nominating. So let me tell you the lineup for next week's podcast, will Andy? Shoot. Gregor McQueen, Roy, Julie, Phil, and Jenny. Um, you decide. You can decide. It's it's, it's got to be you, mate. It's got to be you. I, right. I passed the bat on. It's, I appreciate it's still warm it. as well. It's you know. Take, I've only held it, for, it. For, for a few minutes. <laughs> I'll need to check my notes now just to make sure that it's watertight. Cool. Before we wrap, I wanted to float this or, or test you guys. Uh, and um, Roy, you were talking about Ukraine and and the bottles and so on. I know the Springbank Twenty Ones are about to go up on auction. Correct. They're not, the prices aren't live yet, right? Yeah, yeah. This is the legit, a legit auction. Springbank are yes. opting, uh-huh. opting to auction these to raise the most. Um, just for... Which for, is what which is what it should have been done for most of them from the start. I think it's going to end up an auction. Um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah, be- yeah. It's the best way to do it, yeah. Yeah, uh, for, 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 for shits and giggles, Roy, what do you think is going to be the most, uh, the highest bid, shall we say? Um, I don't actually know how many bottles are being released. How many? How many are going to be released ah, in the same auction? There's a few, a few, but I still think the highest is going to be the highest. So, what would you go? What would you say is the highest bid? The win- I highest think bid. They're probably going to. If there's enough of them out up there, they'll they'll still get a lot of money, but they're it won't go into the four digits. I think we're going to see somewhere around the five hundred quid a bottle price. All right, Julia. Any? Are you? Let's play. Is the price is right? Higher or lower? <laughs> I would go higher. I'd go higher than five hundred. I think. Okay. Um, Five hundred one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, I think maybe I think maybe up seven hundred, eight hundred. Okay. Andy, what would you? What's your guess? Yeah, I was going to pitch it between Julie's. To be honest, I was going to go seven four nine. Right. Ninety five. <laughs> maybe ninety five. Seven four nine ninety three. Let's go with that. Ryan, where are you going? I'm going big. I'm going to say 1,200 big ones. Wow. Yeah. There you go. I'm going to say, I would have gone even higher. I think 1,500. 1,500 a bottle. Because it's, it's charity and the yeah, momentum. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, all good. I think it nice just it does it does depend on how many bottles there, right? There's there's only so many folk out there you would think that's going to spend a grand and a half on a on a twenty one year old Springer, but yeah, they do exist. I, I, not, nothing, I know nothing feels yeah. to surprise me in whiskey anymore. And let's be honest, it's one of those ones that's really wonderful. The higher that it goes, you're instead of standing back and going, "Oh, that's just nuts," you're actually going to go, "I fair play, well done." That you're yeah, that's, you're going to be wanting to see it going higher mm-hmm. and higher. Yeah. Um, there that's because a, it's not going to a person who's paying a minimal amount for a charity and then auctioning it to get the money themselves. That's, you know, but I don't think the auction sites were taking the charity donation bottles. That's right. But because it's Springbank doing it direct, no problem, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic initiative. Superb. Yeah. Really superb. Yeah. No, fantastic. Well, thank you all for your time on the podcast. And um, above and beyond that, thank you guys for listening. Um, I hope there's some value in here. <laughs> we endeavour. We do endeavour. Um, we, we always hack something out in the edit, don't we? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so, that, like, like we always say, you know, the the podcast and um, indeed Ramface thrives on the community interaction. So please chime in, share your thoughts, share your questions in the comment section, um, and we'll roll that into the conversation when we pick it up next time. So, thank you all. Cheers. Fantastic, superb, slabby crazy. Cheers. Cheers. Well done. Well done. We did manage to do it on time this week. Well, yeah, I was conscious of that. Now you can get all the coughs, burps and farts out. Aye, that sounds about right. <laughs>